The following message is from the 2017 IBCD Institute, Addictions, Grace for the Journey. As you're getting ready, uh, there's one thing, I, if, if you're here this morning, one thing I, I didn't mention, I identified a, a particular fellow who, who, who I spoke to recently, it was before he was going, it wasn't quite a rehab, it was... It was a kind of spiritual retreat center because he refused to go to a rehab. And, and he was waffling. He was waffling about even going. He was, he was saying, yeah, it's, you know, just one drink, that's not a problem. And, and it was, you, you, could, you, could see, you could see the lack of discernment that was closing in on him. It was just, it was horribly frightening. Um, to make a long story short, he ended up going for a, I guess, two and a half week stay at this retreat center saw him immediately when he came back and and one of my first questions was was what's just tell me what what are your plans what are what are you thinking about alcohol and because last time we spoke you're talking about maybe a drink here and there would be a, a fine thing and and he said that was just utter foolishness that was utter foolishness <laughs> why why would i why, why would i ever flirt with something that has been so deadly to me and it, 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 it was just beautiful. You, 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 all, you saw a person who was becoming human. And it was just utterly glorious to be able to see. That doesn't mean the battle's over with him. But that in particular, at least, has been a good story so far. What I would like to do this, for, the, uh, for, for this particular time is it's going to overlap with, with what we spoke about this morning because at some point scripture begins to coalesce and, and things start sounding somewhat similar and we're saying them in slightly different ways. But I do think it is a topic that's worthwhile for us to, to identify and engage with scripture through this particular topic. The, the, the topic, of course, is the topic of lies. Uh, and and, 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 and it's, I think this is important. It's not just telling them. Uh, it's axiomatic. Every single addict lies. That's, that's part of the deal. But, but what we would add is, is if you tell lies, it, it can get us pretty angry. But, but when we recognize if you're telling lies, it means you're believing lies. It, then then it's, we, we perhaps are less angry with the person and we see more the tragedy of the person being lost into this dark particular kingdom. So lies, believing them, and, and, and if we believe them, then we, we tell them. The, the irony of addictions, one of the ironies of addictions is that, that, that they... They're blinding, that they're, they're you know, that humanity becomes, becomes muddied. Yet at the same time, there is, in the experience of addictions, there is a, there is, they reveal life in its fully unadorned form. It's, 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 it's life in its starkest sense. You know, so on one hand, there, it seems like this cover-up, but on the other hand, it is, it is this blatant expression of, of, the, of, of the, the very structure of life itself. So with that in mind, um, this, is, this is probably a worthwhile way to begin, and it's a way to begin perhaps every, every plenary and workshop. Here's, here's life. It is... It is this or this. 
And, and scripture is, it has lots of different ways to put it, but it's one of two kingdoms. The, the geography of the kingdom of heaven does, does not follow political boundaries. It, it, does not, it does not follow boundaries of states and nations. It's, it's a boundary that goes through the human heart and it is the kingdom of God and it's the kingdom against God. It's the kingdom of Christ. It's the kingdom of the Antichrist. It's this or this. And, 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 and here's, again, addic- we, we all know this. This is relevant to all of our lives. But addictions, it, it makes the distinctions especially evident. It is the triune God. It is, it is Satan himself. Or, or consider some of the other words. It is life, capital L, life. Christ is the life or death. That is, uh, uh, yeah, I think you heard that this morning a bit, that, that here's wisdom to be able to recognize that these two paths might feel similar at first, but, but as you begin to play them out, one ends up at death and one ends up at life. And so consider your ways. Here's, here's the nature of addictions. It's we're watching somebody sort of blindly succumbing to death itself. And we, are, we seek to call them to this fullness of life. Other ways of speaking about it. You, you live in the light or you live in the darkness. The Gospel of John speaks about this. It's life in the spirit life in the flesh. Life in the spirit in knowing self-control in its fullest sense. Or, or following the world, the flesh and the devil, in which case we give ourselves over to our desires. The Apostle Paul talks about life of grace versus the law. Two different ways of talking about these two kingdoms. The one we want to speak about now is is one is a kingdom of truth and the other is a kingdom of lies. So, so this, is, this, is the, this is a good way to wake up in the morning. <laughs> this, is, this is the way we approach our day. We, 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 we get oriented to life. And we have been rescued from this kingdom of death and darkness and lies and brought into this kingdom of light and life and truth. And Christ himself is all of these things. He is the life. He is the light. He is the truth, capital T. And when we speak the truth, we are showing our affinity with with the truth himself. The... We typically, when we enter into addictions, we, we think especially of darkness and death as, as, the, as the polar opposites of, of light and, and life. What I would like to do is I would like to go through that door of, of lies. It's, it's an obvious door, but, it, but it, it's a... It, Every, everybody in the secular community knows that all addicts lies, lie. But I, I think they, they, it tends to be an underused way into a person's heart because they don't see the spiritual realities underneath it, number one. But number two, they tend to think of lies as being the consequences of, of addictions. 
And, and what we would see is, is lies indeed can be a consequence. But, but when we believe lies, that is, that is involved in the very causes. That's the very beginnings of our addictions itself. We believe the lies rather than we believe the truth. So let me, let me first just illustrate the nature of lies a little bit. Go to scripture and... And then consider how we can invite people to the truth. And I'd like to spend some time just getting your thoughts as well. Just to warm, just to warm up here. My, I had two daughters, and one of them tended to lie a little bit more than the other. And one of the nice things was when she was younger, she thought we were omniscient. And we never disabused her of that thought. Because, you know, when you're younger, you're just not that sophisticated in your lies. And and you catch the person in their lies. And she could never quite understand how we would catch her in her lies. Well, she got older. We didn't always catch her in her lies. But God was very gracious to her. And and so many of her lies would be found out. And, and, And one time, she was probably moving into being a teenager. Uh, her, she had lied to us and, and her lies had been exposed. And it became an opportunity for us to, to just portray the kingdoms a little bit more to her. And, and we said, sweetie, when, when you were lying to us, what was it like? It was, you didn't, you didn't have fellowship with us. I, mean, fell, I wouldn't necessarily say fellowship. You didn't feel like you were part of the family. You, 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 were, you, you were off to the side in your own little world. And in and, and hiding and, and trying to sort of manage this story, you were, you were separate from us. You, you, in some ways, you probably even felt separate from our love. You, you, you felt like you weren't part of the family. But notice what happened when you spoke the truth. It, 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 we belong to each other. We were united again. Isn't that great? You, you, you see what it was like? You, you tasted of this kingdom of darkness and lies. And what happens there is there's this utter separation from God and from other people. And as you, as you began to speak the truth, wasn't it good? And, 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 and isn't it, and even though it's hard to speak the truth about things you would rather not other people know, isn't it a good thing? It's now we're together. We can work on these things together. We're partners with you in this. We're, we're, we're accomplices with you. We're colleagues with you. It's, what am I doing? I'm speaking to my daughters, recognizing scripture makes a big deal out of lies. And lies and truth are, are a prominent way to, to see the distinctions between these two very different kingdoms. Now, a couple of illustrations from addictions. Uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you the hard one first. A, a man I saw, this is at CCF, he, he came in and, and we have a form that people fill out and, and his form didn't even have his name. It was just profanity all over the form. Uh, and it was lazy profanity. He didn't profil- fill in profanity in every line. He just put profanity across, across each page. <laughs> so what are you going to say? Uh, so he came in and I uh, thanked him for filling out the form. <laughs> and, and, um, and for some reason, he was, he was married and he was, he was, a, uh, he was a speed freak. And, and for some reason, the, the, the truth of Christ just captured him. And, 
And uh, whether he was converted then or he repented, you know, what, conversion is your first repentance, uh, it, it, you know, is, is your first turning to Christ. Repentance is your tenth and hundredth and thousandth turning to Christ. I don't know if it was his first or his tenth, but he turned to Christ and, and they started attending our church. They got involved in our church. I continued to see him. And of course, every time I would see him, you tempted. Uh, what, are you, what are you doing with your temptations when it's offered to you? How are you dealing with those kinds of things? Do you miss it? And we'd go through those particular questions, and he would say, no, I don't even miss it, and on and uh, Around a year later, uh, I'd stopped seeing him regularly. He was involved in small groups at the church. I got a call from his wife, and his wife was saying her husband essentially was deranged. And, 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 and so I, I said, well, we're if what you're saying is true, we have, we have to take him into the hospital because, because he's, he, he, he really seemed insane. And, and then I, and so I said, I'll, I'll come over and, and I'll take him to the hospital. And I had some other things I had to do first. And, and before I was able to, to go over and get him, I got a call from him. And he said, he said I just want you to know what's happened. I, I'm not... I'm, you know, maybe I'm not in my right mind, but it's not because of any problem in my brain. It's because I've been using, and I've been, you know, I've been using speed. And it turns out that he had been using probably every day over the last year except for three. <laughs> during, uh, during a three-day period, he, he resisted. But the entire time I was asking him these questions, he, had been, he, w- he was high and he'd been, he's been, he'd been using speed. Now, now, my response to that w- was... It was a very ordinary response. How dare you do this to me after pulling out my love for you and all this time for you? You just lied to me over and over again. I really did say something like that. Uh, um, So now you have two blind people in the same room. Uh, And and it's, what what did I say? It's how dare you do this against me? (laughs) Against me. Uh, Against the one who has loved you and the one who has rescued you and on. How dare you do this against me? And and of course, the spirit is gracious to us and with a few few minutes was able to to sort of land on my spiritual feet and, and recognize that it wasn't about me. It was, it was about this tragedy, this utter tragedy. Uh, a person who is being swept into believing lies. <laughs> who, 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 whether he's converted or not, he at least took temporary asylum in this dark kingdom. And when you live in the dark kingdom, you believe lies and you're going to speak lies. It was a tragic situation. He ended up in prison for, uh, for murder after a while. Um, a, a teenager who, who um, was, uh, was using heroin, went to a Christian school. And, and apparently a lot of other people in this very fine Christian school were, were using heroin as well. And in fact, he was tempted to not use heroin just because he didn't want to be associated with, with, with the herd. <laughs> it was too common to use heroin in the school, and, and he wanted to stand out from the crowd, and doing drugs wasn't going to do it. Not doing drugs was going to do it. So, so it was a curious reason to want to stop drugs. Uh, but we, we, we met together. And, and I would ask him the question, you tempted this week. And, and one week I asked him, you tempted to to go back into drugs and um, he said well tell you the truth I, there was a party this past week at school and 
And I went to the party and I, started, I wasn't even thinking about drugs, but when I got there, it was available to me and, and I just did it, I just did it. And I responded how any ordinary person would respond. Let's have a party. Let's, let's, let's bring out the fatted calf and let's have a party. And you see what I'm saying? It's, it's, he was using that week. It's, it's, it's not a good reason to have a party. But, but, but when we see the nature of these two kingdoms and, and see that one is this kingdom of lies, and here's a young fellow, he could have lied about this. He could have covered it up. No one would have known. And he's speaking not to a peer, but he's speaking to an adult who, who may well tell his parents about this and may well do other things. He didn't know what I was going to do do and he spoke the truth that is extraordinary there is evidence of the spirit of the living God showing his affection and dragging this person back to this kingdom of of truth so every addict lies and and how can we invite addicts to the kingdom of truth maybe before that though let me go a little bit farther in to, to, to identify the drama of, of, of truth and lies. And, and here are two passages that I'm sure you're familiar with, but, but they're very powerful passages. John 8, 44. Here's the nature of the devil. Here's the nature of the evil one. He was a murderer from the beginning, and he doesn't stand in the truth because there was no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar, and he's the father of lies. The, John is, 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 is choosing to, to identify the Jesus' statement here where, where there are all kinds of there's all kinds of features of the character of God. In a similar way, there are all kinds of features of the character of Satan. Uh, sometimes we, we tend to organize these features of God himself under love and power. Well, here is Jesus doing that with Satan. He is, he is a murderer. He, 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 he is interested in death. That is, he, he dabbles in death. He draws you into death and he is a liar. If you want to know something about Satan in this kingdom, there it is. He's a murderer and he's a liar and they go together. His lies are trying to deceive you so you don't see that he's walking you into the very depths of hell itself and death itself. So, it's, so it, my, my, I think my point is that, 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 that the scripture, here's lies. Everybody tells lies and every addict tells lies. But scripture sort of draws our attention. It draws that out of the person's life. And, and it, 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 deserves, it deserves focused consideration. And how we do that, we'll get to that in a second. Here's the, here's the other passage. This is Ephesians chapter 4. It, in Ephesians chapter 4.15, it talks about speaking the truth in love. And the truth is, is really the truth about Christ. Uh, speaking the truth of Jesus in love to each other. So, so that's the nature of this kingdom. It's, it's people speaking the truth, but it, it's more than simple honesty. It's being honest and speaking accurately and truly about Christ himself and his death, death and resurrection and, and how everything has changed as a result. Then it goes on. In, in chapter 4, verse 25, it, it, it's, he's saying, 
you, you put off and you put on. You're probably familiar with that particular passage. And in the first thing he says, he says, he says here's what you've been, and here's what you're going to, to put off. Remember? Putting away falsehood, speak the truth to your neighbor, for we're, neighbor, we're, we're, we're members of each other. The very first thing that Paul chooses to identify, you're, you're, we're, we're, we're discarding this kingdom of darkness, we're putting on this kingdom of life, and you know what it's going to look like? It's going to look like, it's like jettisoning lies and, and speaking the truth. So you see, this is, why, this is why we're taking this as a topic in and of itself and saying scripture is identifying this is very, very important. And, 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 and when there's white lies, when there are covers up, we, you know, it's, yeah, we can understand people don't want to get caught, but there's something much more nefarious in it. And, and scripture is calling our attention to these things. When you speak lies, you're a part of a different realm. You're being victimized by by Satan himself you are you are speaking on his behalf you're speaking a different dialect if you will you're speaking these 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 lies against other people that separate you from others you're speaking lies about yourself you're speaking lies to yourself you're speaking lies about the object of your affection you're speaking lies about God himself all of these things are part of the package of of, of falsehood. So, what scripture does is, is it says, here's a way in. And it, this is very, very important. That lies are, are not just somebody trying to get out of trouble. Lies are showing some sort of sympathy with Satan himself. Our question is, is very simple. How do you invite people to speak honestly? When you invite people to speak honestly and openly, you are inviting them to move from darkness into light. You are inviting them from their allegiances to Satan himself. They're inadvertent, but they are all the same. It's a personal kingdom, and you are inviting them to the truth. So how do you create a context, a culture, where, where the truth is, is prized? And, and you, you can see, given, given that question, you can see why, why when, this, when this teenager from a Christian school, if he, if he was your son and he would come to you and say, Mom, Dad, uh, yeah, I feel so bad about this, but, but I, was using, I was using last night at the party. It's one thing for me as a counselor to say, hallelujah. It's another thing for a parent who has had, who's had money stolen from him or her, uh, who has seen families break up, who it, it's, it's been torturous for the family, and now the torture is continuing. It's another thing for the family to say, well done, son. Well done. Well done. Here is a place where you could have simply covered it up and you spoke the truth. Well done. What can we do that would, that would incite such things even more? Are there ways that, that, that we have responded to you that have in any way encouraged you to go undercover? Because, because we want to repent of such things. We want to do everything we can to invite you to speak openly and honestly. And, 
and what you just did to speak openly and honestly about something that we would have not found out is a thing of extraordinary beauty. <laughs> it's, that's a tall order for a parent who has just been burned over and over again by a parent, but, by, by a child, but, but this is, what's our task? How can we invite, how, as pastors, how can we invite a congregation to speak openly? As parents, how can we invite children to speak openly? It's, it's at least going to mean that when they speak openly of really nasty things, <laughs> that, that we are going to, we're going to prize what they have, how they have spoken openly more than we, we have a distaste for the thing they revealed. <laughs> so what they're going to see is, is, is essentially thank you. <laughs> Thank you, son. Thank you, daughter, for, real, for, for offering such things. So how do you invite those who are undercover to, to speak openly to the Lord and, and to each other? In some ways, the, the image can be a person who is, who, is, who is living in North Korea and and living under propaganda. And you begin to believe the propaganda over time. <laughs> and, and now you are, you are, you are, you are, you are taken from a dictatorship and oppression uh, and this kingdom of lies, and you're moved out of it. And it's, it's, it's hard, to, it's hard to, to, <laughs> to move quickly from one to the other because the old lies still still ring true. So we're recognizing it's going to be a long process to, to move from, from, from truth to lies. But how can we invite it? So a young man who, this 20, 26-year-old fellow, his mother makes him come, you know, the, the worst of all kinds of situations, his mom makes him come to this counselor. And I, I, I think she was expecting me to do some kind of magic, which is even worse. Uh, but, but he was willing at the same time. He was willing. He had been a heroin user probably since he was 12 years old, uh, mostly nonstop. He had reason to believe that he might be sober, uh, but he was, he was doing marijuana every single day. And, 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 and um, when, when, when things have been so dire... Uh, doing heroin, it's hard to imagine being thankful that he's using marijuana, but that's the way his mother was thinking. Uh, that you can you could disagree with this, but she was she was even contributing to him buying marijuana, which is illegal in Pennsylvania. Is it illegal in California? Not yet. It's not illegal anymore in California. It's illegal in Pennsylvania. So he was he he would and sometimes he would come high to see me, uh, but I don't think he was using heroin very often. As we, as we would speak, how are you? What's up? There would be a certain bravado in him. He, he, would, he, would, stand in criti- he would stand critical of others. Um, uh, he, he spoke about a day not getting high as a lost day. And, and there, was this, there was this confidence and arrogance about him. What do you do? He's telling a lie. 
telling me a lie. It's, he's, he's trying to give this report about himself that, 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 that he, somehow, he somehow has this insider knowledge and, and he is right and he's looking on these peons who don't have this Gnostic sort of openness of mind and he can stand in judgment of them. Well, uh, we're, we're prideful people indeed, but, but pride is a lie. <laughs> to, to think of ourselves highly as people who are creatures of God and dependent on him and, and, and in thousands of other people every hour of our lives, is, it's stupid and it's a lie. Arrogance is a lie. It's evidence of having succumbed to these lies. So, no, so the question is, what do you do? What do you say? You might say this. You might say, you sound very confident. You sound full of, full of a certain bravado. Uh, you, sound like a, you sound like you're walking around as the judge who, who stands over other people in judgment. But I'm guessing that there's more than that. I'm guessing that's not the only story. You see, chances are, if you're standing in judgment over people, you're probably judged yourself. And you're hoping to judge them before you're judged by them. What, what else is happening? You, you, see, you see what we're doing? We're, we're simply trying to, to invite him to speak the truth. And, and he's just spoken this bag of lies. And we could say that's a bunch of, bunch of nonsense, but it's... We're, we're, we're appealing, going back to this morning, we're appealing to his humanity. And in true humanity was intended to speak the truth. We're appealing to his humanity. And we're simply, but we're simply saying, tell me more. It, it's, it's probably a little bit harder than you're identifying. Could you, could you speak of the things that are hard? And by the way, this is probably after three or four hours of having, having spent time with him. And... And he said, I am such a loser. I'm in my late 20s, and I haven't done a thing. All I've done is I've ripped my mother off and I'm trying to stay one step ahead of the law. I am just a big loser. And, and, and then he started talking about how the, what, 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 I, what I would like to do is kill myself, but I don't even have the courage to do it. How's that sound to you? It, chances are what you're going to say at that point is, thank you. Thank you. Because what you, you, you have just witnessed somebody who's speaking a little bit more honestly from his heart. You know, the, the, the cover-up and the lies, you've invited him to speak a little bit more openly and, and what you've heard is, is hard to hear. I'm this big loser and I want to die. But this, it would be irresistible at this point. I, I think when I, first, when I first saw him, he knew I was a Christian. And I'd say, I'm going to pray for you. Okay? Every time we get together, I'm going to pray for you. And, and I would. But, but, but at this point, I don't do this very often. I, I, I got up from my seat and, and I said, I'm going to pray for you. And I, and, I, and I went next to him and just laid my hands on his shoulder. I said, I'm going to pray for you. Uh, Thank you so much for speaking openly and honestly. And, 
and I'm going to pray. And so we prayed. And, 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 and the subsequent time was, it, it was the bravado, it was the confidence, it was the, it was the, my mother's a jerk, and she's putting all these laws all over me, and on and on, all I want is freedom. And it's, then instead of him ranting for an hour, it would be ranting for 10 minutes. What else is going on? By the way, last time we got together, you, you were so gracious in speaking honestly. And, and it was hard to speak honestly because, because when you go to that raw level of life, it feels like there's, a, the, there's no net to catch you. Uh, and, 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 and the horror of life is staring you in the face. But wasn't it right and good that you would speak these things? Did you, did you see how it changed our own relationship? Did you see how we prayed a different way as a result of, of that particular honesty? You're a loser. Tell me more. What have you done? What have you done that is so bad? And he began to, to speak of the ways not only he'd ripped off his mother, but he'd ripped off many other people. He spoke of the lies that, that he would speak to people he loved. He would, speak, he would, he would talk about the broken relationships, the, the ways he would use people as, as a way to get what he wanted. It's Isaiah forty four twenty. He feeds on ashes. Deluded heart has led him astray. And he cannot deliver himself or say, Is not a lie that's in my right hand. <laughs> Is not this a lie in my right hand? It's, it, it's, you see, he began to talk. It was it was confession. It was, it was speaking about his sins. He wasn't confessing it to the Lord at this point, but, but there's something good and right about it. And, and it became an occasion to bring in more truth. And here's the truth. Do you hear what you're saying? You're, you're saying that this thing, this object of your affection, this, where you, you, your life has been wrapped around this. She has become your, 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 your life and your love. She is a lie. She is a lie. She has betrayed you. Isaiah 44, 20. What do you think? I'm not even asking you to, to leave her. But, but, but hear this. Heroin is a lie. It, it, is, it, is, it is spoken all kinds of promises, and it has been a betrayer. Everything that it is said is a lie. It's, you see, it's what we're, all we're doing right now is, is taking one way of considering the kingdom of heaven. How can we move from lies to the truth? And... And it's now, now scripture is, is, is coming to bear. And he's and, and having spoken of how he's done these degrading things on behalf of his heroine, now he, do you see how this is a lie? He, we're beginning to speak more honestly and openly about him. Now we're beginning to speak a little bit more honestly and openly about about, about the betrayer in his life. It's ashes. Deludes us. It's a lie. This thing that you worship is a lie. And now, 
the lies are pervasive. The lies are lies he believes about himself, the lies he believes about his drugs, and ultimately lies he believes about Jesus Christ himself. So, so now the question is, how might you invite with the truth, the truth? How much you invite? Here's a person who is a little bit more willing to hear. And, and what you're saying is, 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 is you're not giving all the details, but, but, you, but it, his openness and honesty, it leaves him a little bit more willing to consider Jesus Christ. It's, it's almost natural for him. Having spoken honestly, a kind of repentance, a kind of confession, it's almost natural for him to know something about the personal head of this kingdom that he is beginning, this new kingdom that he's beginning to dabble in. And... Let me tell you about Jesus. Now the question here is, is is what we hope to do is we know the person believes lies about who Jesus is. We know that. It's part of the the structure of this kingdom of darkness. What are ways that that you would offer Jesus that would would surprise, that that would invite? So it's, it's not quite a rhetorical question. What are ways that you would do that? Well, I'll just think out loud with you a bit. You feel like a loser. I'm speaking to him now. You feel like a loser. And, 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 and here you are, you stand in judgment of your mother and you talk about how bad she is and how, uh, how miserable she is and how she, she's trying to control your life. But that's not this whole story. <laughs> The whole story is that you, you wish she'd leave you alone because, because you've made her life so hard. And, 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 and you also know enough about who God is to know that, that, that you've turned away from him a thousand times and, and you don't want him in your mess either. Well, here's, here's what Jesus says to you. You feel sick from the top of your head to, the, to your very toes. You feel utterly hopeless. You feel like there's nothing you can do to remedy your situation. That even though you know that, that what you worship is a lie, you're probably going to go right back to it. In the midst of that, Jesus says to you, let's talk. Let's talk about this. Uh, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm, just, I'm just giving a paraphrase of Isaiah chapter 1. It's a curious thing. It, it starts off speaking to Israel. Your entire being from head to toe is wounded. You are sick all over. And, and, and you're anticipating this is enough is enough. And, and that's where it's though you're... Though your, though your hands are blood red, sort of murderously blood red, though you have murder, though you have the blood of other people in your hands, let's talk about this. And somehow, somehow, as, as we talk, you will be cleansed. The blood will be, blood will be washed from you, be cleansed. But it's, it's, let's reason this through. Who would have thought? See, all we're trying to do is, is we're, we're trying to, Invite. We're trying to just. 
there, there's this cloud that, that, that is involved in lies, this sort of befuddling cloud. And we want to, we want to speak accurately about Jesus and vividly about Jesus in such a way that, that somehow he might see someone through the fog. This is what he says. He knows the condition of your very soul. And, and he has not been far away. He knows your betrayal. He also knows your heart. He, 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 knows, your, he knows how you, you feel wretched. You feel, he knows how you feel bad about the things you've done. He knows that you even recognize your own sin. And he invites you. All those things. He comes to you and he says, let's talk. Let's talk. That's, that's Isaiah chapter 1. Uh, here's something else. Jeremiah 3.13. Shari uh, was reading through Jeremiah recently, and, and she talked about this. Shari, my wife, was reading, and she, and she mentioned this particular passage. Here are these, these wretched folks in Jeremiah, and, and the Lord says to him, just acknowledge your guilt. Just acknowledge you've rebelled against the Lord. That's all. Just, just say you've rebelled. <laughs> it's, you see, it's, if you can't do that, you are not part of me because you're still believing a lie. Just, just say, yeah, that's what I've done. It's, it's, it's not this entire Reformation project where you have to somehow cleanse yourself before you're in the good graces of the covenant God. It is, just say, yeah, I did it. Just say, yeah. You able to do that? This is, this is a question that you could pose to him. You have, you have just confessed some of your sins to me. Why don't you confess them to God who, who knows them and he says, let's talk about this. And in talking about it, let's just speak honestly and openly. And for you that means just, just acknowledge what you've done. Just just say, yeah, I've, I've done these things. And help. You see it? It's the, all we're doing right now is, is how do we invite from this, this world of lies to the truth? And then, let me tell you about him. I, I, if, there's, if, if there's one thing that, that I come back to probably every Every ministry situation I'm involved in, it's this. It's, it's, it's obviously the gospel of Christ, but this is one of the expressions of the gospel of Christ. He is the God who has spoken freedom to us. He has, he's spoken deliverance and rescue and love to us. And then he invites us to speak to him. And in Psalm 62, 8, it, 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 in a sentence, it summarizes one of the purposes of all the Psalms. He says, pour out your heart to me. Pour out your heart to me. Uh, I've often thought about the passage in Hosea 7.14 where it says, here's the sin in Israel. They cry on their bed rather than cry out to the Lord. When they cry out in their bed, they're living in this world of lies. They're living in this world where they believe that God himself does not hear and he does not care. And, and, and when you live in the world of lies, you are living in a world apart from God. And all they need to do is cry out to me from their heart, it says in Hosea. Here's, here's your God. 
he speaks these words of beauty to you, and he says, speak. You feel like a loser? Just speak those things. You know, where the Lord says to us, I, I know the very depths of your heart before the word comes out of your mouth, but, but he is our God who values somehow us putting these things into speech before him. See, all we're doing right now is, is we, are, we are beginning to challenge his mythology about who Jesus is in small ways, and, and we're inviting him to, to engage with Christ. And sometimes when you engage, all you gotta do You say, life just feels overwhelming and horrible and I want to die. (laughs) But you're saying it not simply before Jesus, but you're saying it to him. That's all. That's that's walking in the light. That's engaging in life. That That is speaking the truth. You you want to be alert to to those times when, when you're drifting into lies? Here's, here's one, if we could, if we could take the, uh, the wilderness experience, and I'm harking back to something earlier today. When do you find yourself grumbling and complaining? That's, that's an early warning sign that you are vulnerable. You are believing lies about who God is. He is stingy. He is trying to make your life a little bit more miserable. He's taking you out of this land of plenty, out of Egypt, uh, of all places. And he's being stingy with you. He's bringing you at a place to die. He is, he is simply not trustworthy. We need to take matters into our own hands. When you find yourself grumbling or complaining, or when you find yourself angry, those those are all early warning signs that, that you have succumbed to this kingdom of lies. That's why earlier today, I said, thank you is such a resounding expression of living in the kingdom of light. And thank you is an acknowledgement of the truth of who God is and what he's done in the person of Christ. Thank you is an expression of humility. It is saying, I have been needy and you have given me the things that I've needed. It, it, it summarizes, it, 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 it summarizes spiritual realities for us. And, and then, then to be able to say this, this young man, now you tell me, who is this Jesus? Who is he? What are you learning about him? In such a way that he surprises you. In such a way that you find yourself willing to speak honestly to him and even just a little bit more openly to other people. And if he says, well, to tell you the truth, I haven't thought about Jesus at all this week. What do you do? You say, well, I have. <laughs> and, you, and you open your Bible and you just, whatever, whatever story has been especially rich to you that you want to surprise him with, you, you speak the truth. And, and then you pray the truth. And you invite him to, to speak openly. This is... In some ways, we, what we're saying is that, is that we're, we're identifying addictions. We're also identifying this is the nature of our hearts, and these are things that we all need. How can we recognize our lies in our own soul about ourselves, about Christ, and, and begin to live under the truth and speak it? But, 
But at least we know this, that, that the lostness of addiction, the Lord speaks so many things to the lost person. He is, he is certainly not stingy. We, we've talked about shame and, and this humiliation and the way the Lord comes. We've, we've, we've talked about this, we talked about this, this enterprise of maturity to, 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 to bring that discernment between right and wrong. And, and all of these things have been just pulling us from this land of, of lies and darkness and deception. And, and, and bringing us to Christ himself, who is the touchstone of truth. And, and out of Christ emanates spiritual realities and a freedom to be able to speak the truth. So uh, I'd like your thoughts on this and, and in your experiences. The question before us has been, and how do you invite someone who who lies is his or her native language uh, to the point where they lie even if it's going to make life worse for them uh, because it's just such, it's, it's their dialect. How, how do you, how do we, how do we, re- how do we speak about the Christ and his kingdom in such a way that he delights in people acknowledging the truth? He delights in people speaking openly with him from his heart. He delights in being known accurately by, by those who, who live under this myth of who he is. So that's, that's our question. How can, we, how can we invite those who living under lies and how can we invite them to the truth? And we indeed are invited as well because we, we believe lies about ourselves and we believe myths about who Jesus is and we believe that he's persnickety and, and ready to thwack us with a ruler over our thumbs if we've done something wrong. Uh, we, we too need, need to constantly revisit the grace of God to us in Christ. So your, your thoughts, your comments on these things. Or responses, or, or 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 ways that that you have been able to invite a person to the truth. Yeah, Trey. Well, I think one one aspect for people that um, are just caught in lies is, is that they wouldn't have a concept of the unconditional love of Christ. And I think as a counselor, as we show an unconditional love in, in different ways, like you were saying in your response, you know, when he didn't lie, you say thank you. That, I think, builds a relational acceptance and begins to be a little bit of a view of that unconditional love of Christ that mm. needs to be the character of Christ that they believe. Yeah. In, in, in some ways, what you're identifying is Paul's, Paul's, Paul's observation about how we are the better Moseses. And, and, and Moses was in the very presence of God. In the presence of God, he became all glorious himself, and he had to put the veil over his face. And Paul says, we're in a better place. We have the spirit, and we, and, and we reflect the very glory of God, but there's no reason to hide it anymore. There's no reason to cover it. And so what you're saying is, is how, can we, how can we surprise with love and, and I, 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 this, one particular, this one particular fellow, I remember saying that at one point. Okay, here's what you know. You know that I love you, and, and I really have your best interest in heart, and, and if, when you leave, you're still on my heart. You know those things. And you also know 
that I'm not the best lover in the world. <laughs> and, and there are times I'm going to say things to you that are foolish. Well, here's, consider me like a signpost. I'm saying, if, if you notice anything that, that is different in our relationship, it's, it's pointing to this whole new family, this whole new world, and there's a whole lot more where that came from. And, 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 and I appreciate what you're saying. You were, you, um, when we were together recently, there was, a, there was a person who was fresh out of rehab who came to one of the groups in your church. And, and the person was still in this befuddled, clouded state. Uh, and the person probably didn't hear a word that was said. But they said somehow... It's, there's something different here. <laughs> there's, uh, they, they knew there was something different. Somehow the way they were related to, the way they were invited, the way they were respected, the way they were honored, there was something different. Uh, and and, and, and that's, that was the attraction. So that's, that's our pleasure, to, to be able to try to capture, this might be a silly way to put it, but, but, but so much of culture if you want to find somebody's culture, you go to their dinner table. And if it's a chaotic dinner table and people arguing, if there's no dinner table, it says something about the family. But you just, you just learn a lot. And, and, and it's, Lord invites us to this banquet. And at this banquet, here's what he does. He, he speaks of, I've known you from the foundations of the world. He, he, says, he, says, he says, here, take the banquet and, and, and all you got to do is just recognize that you don't have anything you need to bring. <laughs> you don't need to bring your own righteousness to the banquet. You just need to simply enjoy the banquet. And, and then during the banquet, I want to ask you about you. <laughs> How are you? Speak from your own heart and, and speak honestly to me in the midst of it. And even speak honestly to your brothers and sisters. So it, it, it's, what, what is our understanding of this new kingdom and what does it look like? What does it feel like? That's what we're hoping to, to express to, to those who have been living under lies and in death. So, yeah, thanks. Yeah. you want to continue and how might you do that and in and, and real that's what we're trying to do even now where it's the the gospel the, the gospel of Christ is the person of Christ in in in, in all his fullness especially how all his being is is condensed into his very death and resurrection for sinners uh, and and that's that's what we're trying to do we're trying all eyes on Jesus Watch him. Uh, and, 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 and here's the way he surprises you. We're not necessarily telling the entire story all at once uh, because the story, it's, we're just giving him little pieces because we're thinking that's probably all he can, he can hear at this point. But obviously we are, we are, we are headed, it, it's, it's the death and resurrection of Jesus that, that proves beyond doubt that he is the one who loves us while we are his enemies. Uh, then, then, then no longer can we live under this law that somehow he's this stingy God who's just waiting to thwack us and get us back into line. Any other th- thoughts you wanted to say on that? Well, yeah, I mean, he has to know who he is. 
Just acknowledge, just, just all you gotta do is say it. It's, it's so simple, but it's, but it's spirit wrought. <laughs> and, and, and if he's able to speak those things to the Lord, we, we, we have a party. Uh, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for being. Yeah, hiding, and here you can see how things begin to converge, where, where lies, hiding, it's, that's, that's the picture behind lies, the image behind lies. Shame, the shame that, that you, you want to hide and you want to lie, you want to cover up, you want to present a resume that's a little bit different. It's all, it's all part of this darkness that, that is all beclouding. Go ahead, I'm sorry. It's, it's very powerful. I was, I was thinking about other images you were talking, and, and, and one would be the, the, we have this sense of backsliding where we turn away from God, and, and the idea of backsliding is we've walked so far away from him. Why bother even trying to get back? We don't even know the way back, and, and there's not enough time to get back. And, and the, the, the picture in Jeremiah chapter 3 is we turn away from the Lord, and, and, and it's a complicated turning away. It's a turning away, I want what I want when I want it. But it's also a turning away, I am so loathsome and disgusting, I could never be in the presence of God. And this is what I deserve. So it, there's, there's, something, there's something high-handed in the rebellion. There's something also pitiful in, in the, the, this sort of the moving away. And what Jeremiah 3 says is, just... Just take a little peek over your shoulder. Just, just who would have thought? He, now I'm thinking about the Hosea story. He's the one who, you know, you know, Gomer is thinking, how am I ever, you know, there's no way back. Well, she's not even thinking about getting back. And, and the Gomer story, especially in Hosea chapter 2, is here's Gomer going off in her own way, and Hosea was following her the entire time. And just, just take a little peek. He's just... He's, he's followed you this entire time. He, he's, he's pursuing you. The very fact that we're having a conversation, you might say, <laughs> with, with somebody who is his representative, representative of the, of the king, representative of the father, is, 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 is some evidence that he is the one who's... Pre- just, all you got to do is, 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 is hear him say, let's talk about this. And just, you just turn around. You turn around and, and there's that intimacy like you're, like you're speaking. Thank you. I'm going to let you go. It's time. Uh, but, but thank you for thinking about these things. It isn't Scripture is so rich. Is there, there, it, it's things that we never would have been able to see. And let me pray. Father, who are we that, that you would open our eyes? It's our, our natural condition is a condition of blindness. And our natural condition is we, we simply believe the propaganda of the world and, and our own flesh and the devil. Who are we that, that, that the spirit of truth would have, would have possessed us 
and you open our eyes to see Jesus more clearly and as a result, ourselves more clearly, the, the messages in the world more clearly. Father, thank you. And, and may, we, may we invite others with the truth and to the truth. In the name of Jesus, amen. Copyright 2017, IBCD, all rights reserved. More free resources are available at www.ibcd.org.